Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fantasy Dating Radio. I am your host, Suzanne Casamento. I am the author of Dare to Date. I am a dating expert and the creator of Fantasy Dating Game. Rob is unable to join us tonight, and we will miss him very much. But on the plus side, it's girls' night. So we have a special guest host. Amy, the dating coach, is going to be joining us tonight. Amy, are you there? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for, for guest hosting. I really, really appreciate it. Um, now that you're here, would you take a minute or two and describe uh, the wonderful genius things that you do? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, I'm a singles coach here. Uh, that means I work with singles, and uh, I'm a relationship coach in Los Angeles. And what I do best is I help uh, my clients upgrade their picker. And what I mean by upgrading your picker <laughs> is a lot of my clients, their their picker's a little off. They end up in relationships they don't want or they just can't seem to find the right person or any quality people out there. So I work with you to fine-tune those skills so that you can be clear and screen in the quality partner you want. Boom. I love it. And I love <laughs> the phrase, upgrade your picker, uh, because there are so many people out there who have a bad picker and just keep picking the wrong people over and over and over again, and then it becomes this awful pattern, and it's just terrible. So, Amy, to the rescue, yay! Yay! <laughs> so, Call me. Yeah. <laughs> and we're super excited, because later on in the show, we're going to be having uh, Nikki Payne join us. She's a dating journalist for Examiner.com, and she'll be talking about her Upcoming, upcoming book, Love Ball, and she's going to give us the scoop on how to play the game of love. So that's really exciting, and so please stay tuned. She will be with us in a few minutes. So last week, after talking with Jeff Nimoy, the creator of SamePlateDate.com, Rob and I dared listeners to use food as a talking point um, with someone you might want to date. So... Whether you approach someone at a cafe and you ask what they were eating or whether you ask someone to hunt down the perfect burger with you, we want to know how you dared to use food to boost your fantasy dating game. So call us at 323-870-3965 to share how you dared. And speaking of dares, last Friday night, Amy and I hosted a singles happy hour called Cocktails and Questions at the Garage on Motor Ave here in L.A., and we had an awesome time, but the coolest thing happened to me. What happened to you? <laughs> well, I'm so excited. Um, so, no, afterwards, I was eating my garage burger, which is amazing. And if you haven't had one and you're here in L.A., go have a garage burger. It's grass-fed beef. It's awesome. Anyway, enough about that. So I'm eating my burger, and a girl comes up to me, and she hands me this little wooden block. 
and says, uh, give this block to someone and tell them you want to go home with them tonight. It's written on the block. And I was like, oh, what? my God. I know. Can you imagine? That's awesome. It was awkward. <laughs> right? So I turned to her and I said, oh, are you fantasy dating? And she said, no. And I said, well, you should be. And I handed her a coaster, a fantasy dating coaster. And I was like, you you, you just dared to approach someone you were interested in. And you can earn points for doing that. And I said, I have this radio show on Wednesday nights. And I'm going to give you a shout out because what you just did was awesome. So shout out to the girl who hit on me on Friday night. You were awesome. <laughs> Woohoo! How many points is that? <laughs> well, yeah, if we if we had continued with the exchange and then actually exchanged numbers and information, she would have gotten a point for that. So nice. it was pretty it was, it was pretty daring though. The whole idea of just just walking up to someone and handing them a little a little something that says I want to go home with you tonight. It's pretty daring. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Me too. So while I, we're uh, we're doing this show together, we should talk a bit about Friday night and what we did. Uh, you want to tell the audience a bit about our event? Yeah, so we had um, a bunch of awesome singles there, and we set up some buckets on each table, and we had each person write a question and put it in the bucket. And about you know four or five people per table. And what we found out was really interesting. It's really fun because um, we saw everyone interact and they were laughing. Some of the questions were yeah. hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. There was 50 shades in a couple of those questions. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. but it was so interactive and people really got to know each other. Uh, I have to say, um, when I walked around, I'm like, how did you like the event? And everyone was like, this was really fun. You know, we didn't know what to expect, but... The fun part was uh, I got to know a little about, bit about another, the person across from me that I would probably never ask them these questions. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I got to, I got similar reactions from everyone, and I, w- I was so excited about it. It was really cool. So after um, after they played around the questions, we talked a bit about why I started fantasy dating, and I started it because all my girlfriends were complaining you know, I'm never going to meet anyone, and there are no good guys in L.A., and it was totally, completely exhausting. And I was like, listen, there are 9 million people here, and some of them have to be good guys, so just talk to them. And so I dared them to talk to people, and it became this game. It became fantasy dating. And uh, so I explained that to people in the room, and um, and we and we asked them, well, how hard was it to ask a stranger a question? And, you know, they would, they said, well, well, it wasn't hard at all. And we were like, oh! Awesome. <laughs> well, that was so good. I know, right? And so then Amy said, well, then turn to the person next to you and tell them three things that you're looking for in a partner. So they did this, and then we said, all right, well, now that you're so good at, at asking questions, ask that person, do you know anyone who has those qualities? So... It was really, really cool because the whole exercise became about, okay, so you started a conversation with someone and you asked a question and maybe you hit it off and maybe you didn't, but in in an actual dating way, way. So, like, let's say that the people at the table, if there were five or six people there, maybe none of them made a love connection, but they made a connection. 
So we were trying to reinforce that once you make a connection, you know, you have an opportunity to actually ask for a referral, to actually ask, well, hey, do you know anybody? So it doesn't have to always be a love at first sight kind of thing. You can still make a new friend who's going to have friends. So it was really cool. Absolutely. It's about reaching out of, you know, thinking outside of the box because, when you look at what's in front of you, you know, that's all you're going to get. But if you can think about, hey, I might not have a connection with this person, but maybe they have, you know, six other friends that I could meet and we could, you know, combine friendships. And, yeah, it it grows through that through that process, period. Absolutely. It totally does. And the whole idea is to even think beyond just the people in your everyday day lives. You know, think about the people that you work with. Think about people you know from the gym. Think about pe- people that you see in the coffee shop every day. You know, there's so many there's so many people beyond just our immediate circles of friends that we can actually connect to other friends. So it's just and a good know, idea to keep that in mind. You know, the, the you event, think? the one thing that I, that I really liked about the event is um, there were some people that were kind of shy. And mm-hmm. as they asked the first question, they got more comfortable after the yeah. second question. And that's that's really about what it's about is getting outside of your comfort zone, right, and, and making that initial connection. Definitely. So that, uh, and then, the you know, the first time is going to be uncomfortable. Come on. Anything you do the first time is kind of scary or it's high value, right? <laughs> You're going to meet yeah. somebody. Next. But... As you continue to do it, it becomes like riding a bicycle. You just, you know, you can just get up and, and, and ride on it, and uh, and and you'll get to the destination you want. So the key is really to get yourself out of the comfort zone and try it. Definitely, definitely. Well, and I love what you just hit on too about practice. You know, it's like um, every once in a while I'll tweet if you if you don't go on a date for a year or two years. Uh, just think about how ominous the next date is going to feel. Oh, know? my gosh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. You can think of all the things that go, can go wrong, but you don't think about all the good things that can happen, right? <laughs> exactly. It just turns into this massive fear bucket, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, what if this, what if that, what if, you know, and then and then you're, like, almost talking yourself into staying home. And didn't you almost do that with your husband? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I almost did that with my No, I didn't almost did it. I did it. <laughs> and then I picked up the phone and called back. I was like, um, you know that date we were supposed to go to? I'm actually not sick. I can go on a date. <laughs> but it was the same thing. I was, so, I was in that frame of mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And that's why, like, it's so important that you step out of your comfort zone. Otherwise, if I didn't take that risk, I wouldn't be married to him right now. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about stepping outside of your comfort zone and practicing. Because if we don't practice, then it becomes like, ah, totally, totally terrifying. <laughs> what were you talking about last time? We were talking about that voice inside. And you said, tell that, that bitch shut up. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That little voice is, is the absolute worst. That little voice that says, you know, well, what if he doesn't like me? Or, you know, what if he likes somebody else? Or what if, I mean, whatever. Or the, I'm not good enough. Or I'm not pretty enough. Or, I, oh, my, that voice is the most evil voice. It's just it's horrible. I mean, it can stop us from doing anything. It can totally paralyze us. And so, yeah, my friend Nancy, my friend Nancy's an author, 
Nancy Lamb, and um, and she calls that little voice the bitch, you know. <laughs> uh, that's what it was. I remember that one. Yep. And she's just like, tell that bitch to shut up. And it's true. You know, you, ha- you just have to because if you – and that, that's another thing. Once you start listening to the voice, the voice gets louder and louder and louder. And, la- you know, you, you you have to absolutely um, a- abolish the voice. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you have your little, your little devil on your shoulder and you have your little angel. Listen to the angel. Make that voice a little louder. <laughs> the one that's like – you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The cheerleader. Definitely. The cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of important, too. That just made me think about how it's important to surround yourself with people, you know, who are who are cheering you on. Um, it, I, I wrote an article a long time ago about um, how friendships can actually uh, affect your, your dating life, your love life. And, and oh, it's yeah. really important. Right? It's it's yeah, really important time. to sur- yeah it's really important to surround yourself with people who are who are um, positive and affirming and 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 will cheer you on because you know if you have toxic people in your in in your friendships and in your life then unfortunately the toxicity just sort of spreads. I'm going on a tangent. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> I don't know how we got from a girl hitting on me to toxicity, toxicity, but we're here. (laughs) Well, the point here is, uh, number one, fantasy dating, you're with a bunch of people that are cheering you on, and you're with a bunch of people out there that's um, in the same frame of mind, and a bunch of people that are willing to step out of their comfort zone. And I think that's really key about what you're saying is that, you know, surround yourself by people that help you grow and bring you up. And part of that is the group you yeah. have on fantasydanny.com. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's important just in all areas of your life to surround yourself, you know, with people who, who, um, who help you grow. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's important <laughs> everywhere. Definitely. So I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking that our dare for this week should be, well, unless we have some totally mind-altering experience, which we may because we're going to have Nikki on soon. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I'm thinking that the dare should be to, to keep in mind that when you have connections, use them. Ask people. Ask people if they know anyone with the qualities that you're looking for. It's okay to ask for a referral. It's okay to um you know to 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 ask to be ask to be set up i guess that i guess that's another way of putting it yeah, but you know it's not so taboo it's not taboo it's like go out no. and you know what we were saying earlier it's like if you go somewhere and you're buying something and you come to the sales guy and the guy goes well, what what are you looking for and you're like i don't know <laughs> They're not going to be able to find you what you need. So you're going to have to tell the people that are your friends or the people close to you. And not, don't be vague about it. Don't be like, I just want somebody nice. It's like talk about the three core values that you really want in a, in a relationship um, that would bring the best out in you. And then what kind of relationship are you looking for? And what kind of person overall, like, you know, um, you connect with so that it gives them an idea of, okay, I'm going to keep my eye out for, for you. Yeah, absolutely. Right do you think? 
Yeah. Oh, I absolutely think so. And I and I also think it's really important to, you know, use every dating tool you have. If you've got some relative who wants to hook you up with, you know, someone from church, go out with that person. Just do it, even if it's just for practice. Um, uh, you know, it. absolutely. Oops. All right. Well, Nikki's here. Let's uh, let's bring her on. <laughs> Yay! Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> this is uh, Hello. That, so uh, tonight Rob is unable to be with us. So Amy, the dating coach, is co-hosting with me. So just so you know who you're talking with. So um, oh, I've been listening since six. So oh. I've learned who Amy is. <laughs> oh, yes. Nice to meet you. Awesome. Nice to meet you. This is exciting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're excited too. We're um, obviously having, we're obviously chatting away. So let's focus on yeah. you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, we have Nikki Payne here. She is a journalist and writer for uh, Examiner.com, and she covers all things dating. So, uh, Nikki, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started writing about dating? Oh, uh, sure. So I actually got my start writing about dating. It's actually kind of a sad story, but inspiring one, too. I got my <laughs> start dating, um, writing about dating in college. I was actually asked to do, I was writing for my college newspaper, just doing regular op-ed pieces on random stuff. And I guess they liked my opinion so much that they asked me if I want, my editor asked me if I wanted to do a weekly column. I actually chose dating as a topic because at the time, I was going through the um, the anger stages of grief after losing my college sweetheart to drug abuse, and I was I was complain like I all around me were women who were just complaining about their relationships, and I just got to a point where like seriously, are you going to complain about dirty socks on the floor when he could die tomorrow? Like that was kind wow. of my my viewpoint. So my first article, I didn't give it the headline my editor did, but it was called "Dating Communication Shouldn't Be a Bitch Fest." And my whole viewpoint was, you know, men and women communicate differently. We have different interests. Like, if, for example, like, basically, it's like, if you don't like football, you're going to sit down on the couch, watch football, like, share it, you know, sit there with your Cosmopolitan magazine and kind of just enjoy the moment together, accepting your differences. And so my whole goal and mission as a dating writer is to basically bridge the communication gap between men and women so that we can have more fulfilling relationships and stop fighting so often over frivolous things. Woohoo! Amen. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Woo-hoo. Amen. Seriously. I'm oh, doing a I love high it. five right now. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And I love and and I love that, you know, your inspiration came from such a such a um um such a, a tough and and but pure um moment, you know? I mean, came from yeah. I mean, it, that's so inspiring that that you took that pain and you did something really positive with it. My god. My God, that's you know, great. I I could have I could have gone his route, and I mean, I've literally tried every coping mechanism in the book to get over grief, and it wasn't until a friend of mine, actually an old roommate, she gave me this book called Defenders of the Heart, and it was about um, it was written by a couple celebrity psychologists, and it was all about the different the 15 most common coping mechanisms people use, and it wasn't until I read that book that I started kind of analyzing things and wanting to write about and explore it and being open and honest. And that's where a lot of my success comes from is just being from open, the openness about talking about serious issues like this. I love it. I love that. 
it kept me strong. It's like, I, I, in some ways, I attribute my writing career to him because it wasn't until his death that really, I mean, I've always been a writer since I was 10. I actually wanted to be a pop singer. <laughs> and so I used to write, like, silly little love songs when me I was too. 10. Yeah, but then, you know, I, I graduated <laughs> high school, and I had to get real about life. And I was like, well, journalism seems like a very profitable career. Boy, was I wrong. But, <laughs> but, um, but I love what I do, and that's why I do it. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> and that, that, uh, it's made me a stronger person, yeah. That's, that's amazing. And it's also hilarious because Amy and I also wanted to be singers before we became <laughs> – that's so, funny. that's so true. So, so true. we all wanted to be pop stars at one point in time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So on, on Friday night we did a we did a, a singles event at um at uh, at the garage, a, a bar here in L.A. And afterwards there was karaoke, and we were both very shocked to realize that <laughs> we both really could sing. <laughs> and nice. Then we got it. Yeah. So and then we got there might. Uh, after this uh, interview, we might end up uh, we might end up starting a band. Just kidding. <laughs> That's exciting. I want to join. I love singing. I love going karaoke. Oh my god! <laughs> the three of us are going to karaoke. That's it. Totally, That's we it. We add another. We added another member. And I can actually sing too. What do you know? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. I love it. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, that's so cool. So, um, all right, back to. <laughs> well, so so you know, let's shift gears here and just a little get a little understanding of like what your favorite articles uh, that you've written, like for the Examiner dot com. Uh, I've written like over a hundred articles. I've been writing for them since two thousand nine. Um, but I can tell you one of my most popular articles right now. Actually, my favorite article that I've written is probably my most popular one. But I, but I, it's kind of shameful why it's popular. <laughs> it's a article I wrote about Kate Upton when she was doing the the Gillette the manscaping campaign. Do you remember when they were um, when the Gillette was doing these like racy videos about women who um, like it when guys shave down there? I don't know if you remember that. But it I was don't a remember. very. I don't know how I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it was a really controversial. Yeah, you, it was a very controversial campaign, and so I kind of, you know, wrote like, "Oh, Kate Upton inadvertently start the war against pubic hair," <laughs> and kind of talked about the back and forth debate, like the pro pubic hair and the cons against pubic hair, and was like basically giving people tips on, um, like, here's how you improve your really? life. <laughs> it was a really funny article, and. It's my top article to this day. A year later, I had like 25,000 views off that, like 10 hours of writing probably. And what's funny is uh, one of my guy friends brought it to my attention. They're like, the only reason it's ranking is because people are, um, guys are using the pictures to beat off. And I'm like, oh, my God, because I had a little slideshow and everything. And so it's really funny that that's my most popular article. And it's not for the reasons I think that it is for what people are telling me. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. But some of my more popular articles that are actually helping people, I think, are um, I just wrote an article this February called How to Take Control. It's called How to Take Control of Your Love Life, and I think I shared about, like, 10 tips on how to be more proactive about your dating life, which is what fantasy dating game is all about. 
and mm-hmm. Meetup. Uh, I wrote an article about four really simple tips for using Meetup as part of your dating strategy because people are kind of giving up hope on online dating and speed dating, and there's a general discontentment with how the dating game here is in L.A., um, and so people are, are are looking towards alternative ways of meeting new people because at the end of the day, people still want to interact with people face-to-face. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's a better way to make sure someone's really who they say they are, too. Absolutely. It's interesting that... That, yeah, and interesting that you bring up Meetup because the the event that we did on Friday night we did through Meetups, and mm-hmm. the, and the people were uh, it was it was great. First of all, a bunch of people came and they were all really enthusiastic, but it was they were really open. There was one girl who had just come here from uh, relocated from Germany, and she said that you know she's been here uh, what was it like a week or two, and and she said she'd been to you know five or six meetup events, and that she. She'd met these most, you know, the most amazing people, and that she loves meetups and she loves LA because she keeps meeting all these great people. Yeah, I rave about it. My my best friends I've met from meetup. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the other option. You know, it's like if you can't do that, if you're sick and tired of online and you're sick and tired of speed dating. Then go to a meetup, and then that's where we were saying, like, you know, you can meet them and see if you don't have chemistry with them. They also always have friends. So uh, it's, a, it's a great way to connect with people and just check to see if you have chemistry. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and then that's a great one. Yeah, and then um, another one, I'm surprised is ranking. I actually wrote it for Demand Media Studios, and for whatever reason, I never submitted it. So I was like, oh, I'll repurpose this, and posted on Examiner. It's five tips for dating a fraternity guy, because I actually used to be like that that sorority girl groupie. I was in a sorority, and I dated a fraternity guy for a couple of years. So I had some really practical tips for dating a fraternity guy and how to handle the jealousy that comes with it, because you're always surrounded by the opposite sex in the Greek system. So that's interesting that it's ranking. I guess a lot of sorority girls are feeling insecure in their relationships. <laughs> Um, and tying back into fantasy dating a little bit, I'm actually, I actually wrote this for myself more than anything because I was kind of getting over, um, like, a guy that, like, stood me up one time after we were seeing each other for a while, and it's called The Truth About Dating League. And it didn't rank, a, like, a year or two ago when I was, uh, when I wrote it, but it's starting to surface now and become more of one of my popular articles, and it's basically about kind of dispelling the belief of, of someone being out of your league, and the question is, are they enough to be in your league, and, like, what are your standards? Like, it's all about creating your own dating league instead of making yourself fit into someone else's. I love it. Uh, yeah, we're all, we're all about being the chooser. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's kind of the whole point. Oh, I love that. I love that, and I would be happy to republish that on FantasyDatingGame.com if you want. Um, oh, I would love that because it's a good piece. Yeah, um, but I I am writing a new article, and I don't know if you guys have heard of this service. It's called Dating Ring. I think it's going to shut down traditional matchmaking services, like put them out of business. Because ha- have you guys ever looked into matchmaking services or have tried it? Uh, I've looked into it. I have not tried a matchmaking service. Okay, I've tried uh, it. I, I'll admit I have. <laughs> this, what when, was I your was, when I was like? single. When you were single. <laughs> um, yes, when I was single back in the day, um, it was uh, it's 
I did it. It's just lunch. And I think I had, like, out of the ten dates I went on, I think I met one guy that was really, it was a good match. It was. Except yeah. I wasn't ready for a relationship. But it wasn't so bad because we always had lunch. It wasn't like I was stuck yeah. with the person yeah, well, this company, so traditional matchmaking services, these companies usually charge anywhere from like $10,000 to $25,000. It's really expensive. I actually used to work as a telemarketer for a private matchmaking company. I used to blog for it's just lunch, actually, too. <laughs> uh, this private matchmaking, I used to like, I used to talk to singles all the time, and, um, whoa, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Matchmaking. Uh, oh yeah, and it was it sucks because we would discriminate pe- against people that deserve to be in a happy, committed, fulfilling relationship with someone, but because they it was out of their budget, we couldn't get, offer them services. Yeah. And these are mostly people in their mm-hmm. late twenties, early twenties, who have become established in their career and they're ready to settle down finally. And um, like nurses, you know, administrators, like uh, teachers, lawyers, like. The likes, they, they, they weren't able, for whatever reason, it must be a lot of accountants too, but for whatever reason they couldn't afford the service and we had to turn them away. And it was, at the time, I thought this is really sad. So when I came across this new company called Dating Ring, they just launched their service here in L.A. Uh, it's just, so my article is kind of like their debut. They had a launch party like a few weeks ago, but now this article is like the first official announcement in L.A. But it combines... So most match, most like online dating usually is the computer algorithm that gives you your matches and then it spits it back out to the end user. And a lot of times it's probably not really a good match. It's just all based on superficial qualities. Whereas here they're combining technology using that algorithm, but they're adding the human touch. So before you even get your matches, there's a matchmaker that actually goes through and curates it even further to give you huh. your matches, which is like a huge difference. And it's only $30 a month. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. What a good deal. Yeah. So you're getting luxury. Their whole goal is to make luxury dating services much more affordable to the masses. I think it's a really great idea. They just got, um, they just, they are the recent graduates of a Y Combinator startup thing or something, but they grew their business like from 300 or 3000 a month to 25000 I think it was in that eight wow. or twelve week period that we were with they were with they just graduated from this program like in December and they're already like launching in two other cities. So it's a really wow. exciting thing. I'm excited to to publish this because I was talking to a group of women in Malibu at a party in Malibu on Saturday and they were just blown away by how affordable matchmaking was <laughs> this service. And so I I suspect traditional matchmakers are gonna have to lower their prices or figure something out or just get hit with the times because this is the trend yeah. that dating is going. Technology is not going away. Yeah. That's that's really interesting because when when I did look into a matchmaker in the past, the reason why I didn't do it was because it was so expensive. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I absolutely would have done it otherwise. So that that is really that is awesome. I, I'll be really interested yeah. to see how that turns out. Yeah. So hopefully they. I, I wish them a lot of success. You know, with their LA launch and. That, I'm hoping that my article will help facilitate that because I like to write about brands that I actually believe in what they are about. <laughs> and sure. it's congruent with my own values, too. Right. That's, Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thanks, that that's what, awesome. thanks for the share. All the, all yeah. the things. 
So there's like another dating app for you to to get some points up on fantasy dating games <laughs> and meet more people. Yeah. Absolutely, because we we're all about we we want you to score any points any way you want. I don't care if you do it online dating, speed dating with a paper bag over your head. If you go and you, yeah. you know, <laughs> matchmaking, whatever, just earn the points. So yeah, that's a great yeah. that's a great one. That's a great one. Thank you. Very cool. Um, yeah. So. What about so what so what do you <laughs> what advice do you have for single people? Not necessarily, I mean, yes, in LA, but well, maybe let's start with specifically in LA. What 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 advice would you give a single person in LA who has the attitude of dating in LA sucks? <laughs> um. Well, I think that people need to. Well, that's kind of, I don't have, like, one piece of dating rest. It's kind of like a, a few different things. But it's like, number Good. one, I think that people need to kind of get over themselves. Uh, yeah. women, a lot of women in particular, they are so focused on what they want and their dating checklist that they don't stop to think, well, what about his checklist? Like, are, are you the kind of person that he wants to be? And, it's, um, like, kind of, it's, there's a lot of entitlement, I feel, around the women that I associate with myself with, an entitlement of, of men to do this and men to do that, when I think it should be kind of more of a an equal arrangement, I guess you could say. It's, I don't know if I'm explaining it right. So but. <laughs> is, it, is it kind of like, you know, a phrase I always say is, like, be an example of who you want to attract. So if you want somebody that's, like, genuinely nice, then it starts with you first, you know? Yeah. Kind of, like, on an equal playing field like that. If you're if you're expecting this from someone, well, you, you should expect it from yourself that you're going to deliver that to the other person as well. Yeah, I think we need to, like, pe- people need to get over these expectations they have in dating. Like, the only expectation that anyone should have when you're going on a date is to learn about someone's perspective on life and learn how they react to you and how they respond to you. Because I'm a firm believer that every interaction in life, no matter how brief or how long it is, is a moment of self-exploration and personal discovery. You're learning about yourself through the dating process and kind of fine-tuning what what it is that you want and what it is that you're looking for. But I also think that if you get hung up on on this ideal that you're you're just going to end up disappointing yourself by being like I, I I try not to attach myself to to any outcome and I think that's the the more the more fun way to date is to not attach to the outcome not care where it's going to go and kind of just enjoy the moment enjoy the company and and just enjoy the dating process of getting to know someone I, I need and, a sound um, effect of like I need a sound effect of like audiences cheering because there's like <laughs> Yeah. That I wanted to go ding 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 yeah you know I mean it's like yeah <laughs> but I I, I don't everything you're saying <laughs> yeah and like the I wrote down three things like three things that I did really want to get across and it's number one treat dating like the game that it is and maybe you'll actually have some fun and I have a whole like that's what yes. love ball is all about. And then number two, learn how to develop some emotional intelligence because that's going to take you a lot farther in your relationship. And number mm-hmm. three, people need to learn to be a better sport about dating. Not everyone that you date is going to result in a second date. Sometimes people are going to annoy you and not call you back and not give you the validation of accepting you or rejecting you. Mm-hmm. And people just need to learn how to take a hint that it's not going to work and not be so obsessed with, with 
with someone when they're not into you the way that you're into them. And, I mean, I've literally been on a date with someone where um, he, in the middle of the date, he straight up asked me, like, so how's this date going? And in my head, I'm thinking, if you have to ask me, then, you know, there's your answer. And then after the date, he starts harassing me via text message because I politely said that I wasn't interested. And then he starts, like, harassing me about, like, how much better he is than me. And it's like, honey, like, learn to take rejection. I was trying to be nice and respectful about it. (laughs) But, like, this is how, like, just people need to be a better sport at dating. Yes, yes. Or the, 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 oh, my, that's happened to me, too. So then then after the date, it's like, well, I just don't understand why you don't want to go out again. Or I just don't understand, you know, we'll do this instead or whatever, you know. And it's like I I kindly said, I I really don't think we're a match, you know, but I had a a nice time. Thank you. You know, and can't take, no, that's, yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, and it, and it works in reverse because if I'm going to be able to give negative feedback in a, you know, positive way, I guess you could say, it works in reverse. Because one time I, I went on, like, two dates with a guy. Second date ended up, like, in a steamy makeout session. And I was really looking forward to, to meeting with him on, like, our third date. And the day of our third date, he basically canceled our date. And I asked him, like, he basically said, I don't think this is going to work. And I was like, well, can I know why? Because I thought we had a lot of chemistry. So this is kind of like a 360 for me. And he basically said he met someone else and he wanted to see how it worked. And I respected that. I took a hit and I, like, didn't push it any further. I wished him well. And that's yeah. how it should be. Instead of, like, trying to call him, like, five times a day and, like, trying to make it work, it's like you can't force love. You just can't. <laughs> wow. No. So true. So true. Another yeah. applause. Jeez. This is all coming <laughs> through. Um, I agree 100%. I think – when you're dating, even when you first meet someone online or if you meet someone, you're just meeting them to see if there's chemistry or if it's going to go anywhere, and, and it takes time. It doesn't. It just doesn't happen, like, after the second date, you're in love, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and don't yeah, even get yeah. me started on these ambiguous relationships. And a lot of people, a lot of women I know are, are so traditional that, like, they can't stand being in an ambiguous relationship. They they almost kind of judge me for being in an ambiguous relationship as if I don't value myself. But on the contrary, like if you're dating someone for only a month, whether like, I think that's too soon to like agree to have like a serious commitment with someone. But that's just my opinion. I think you takes time to really get to know someone. And sometimes it takes, you know, three to six months to really get to know someone, depending on the frequency of your interactions and the intensity of those interactions and how often you're seeing each other. But Absolutely. Like, it's okay to be ambiguous as long as you know you're both working towards something. But it's, uh, this whole having to define the relationship, I, I think uh, it's BS. <laughs> Just um, have fun with it. <laughs> you know, it, it's also, it's so uncomfortable, like, having that talk. You know, and that whole idea of, I mean, you know, I have a girlfriend who always just, you know, well, I have to know, I have to ask him if we're boyfriend, girlfriend. And I was like, if you have to ask him, you're not. That's the yeah. answer. <laughs> you know? And so, you said it earlier. It's it's about, like, being the one that's, like, cho- being the chooser. Like, being from a place going, is this person right for me versus I have to impress this person right. so they, we can be in a relationship. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I think one of the, one of the biggest things uh, notes that really struck struck me about what you were saying earlier, you know, is that it's supposed to be fun. You know. Yeah. Um, it, when, when you were talking about the sportsmanship and and the whole idea of okay, well, it didn't work out. Next, you know, it's supposed yeah. to be fun. It's supposed to be I, my. I just did an article this week um, called "If You Think Dating Sucks, It Will." You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All I, you know, all I hear is how it's so awful and dating so hard and dating sucks. And well, yeah, I mean, really? When when did it when did it become a sucky thing? Because it's, supposed to be it, it's the law of a, it's the law of attraction, you know. Whatever you put out is what you're getting in, you know. So if you flip it yeah. and you you think of it in a way that you like, you said, I'm going to meet someone, it's going to happen. It changes everything for you. Yeah, yeah. what you think about, you bring about. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So your whole like idea. That. Of, what you think about, you bring about. Woo. Yeah. What you focus. So do you guys want to hear how? Do you want to hear how I make dating super fun? Yeah. How do you make it fun? I call it love ball, and I basically treat dating like it's a softball game. <laughs> because here's, here's, here's the story of how this started. So back in 2009, when I first started writing about Examiner, before I became a quote-unquote dating expert among my peers, I sucked at dating, or at least I thought I did. And so, you know, part of the interest in dating was wanting to learn to be a better dater, a smarter dater, how not to attract douchebags and assholes. And in 2009, after I, after I met a guy who pretty much played me for a fool, I started, like, analyzing my, my dating life and then, compa- like, how come dating sucks? But, like, softball. Softball is a sport I've loved since I was 10. I was never – I mean, I'm a decent player, but I always played on, like, the, the the underdog team. We never did well. We never won. but And I never got a lot of playing time sometimes. But I never let that get me down that I was on the bench or I played outfield. And I thought, like, how am I able to, like, still enjoy this sport even though I'm not, you know, at the top of my game in it? But, you know, and what it came down to is what I liked about softball was that every new game was a new opportunity to win. So I never let the losses get, you know, put me down, or I never let the strikeouts get me down. Every time I was up to bat, I had a new chance to hit the ball as far as I could. And so I started kind of transforming that idea into my dating world. And what I realized is that if I'm the common denominator in all my sucky dating experiences, what can I do to change? And what it came down to is I broke up. I started this, there's three P's I like to call that, that you need to understand in dating. You got to know who your players are, you got to know what your prize is, and you got to have a playbook for winning. So I start, let's start with the players. <laughs> with the players, like, I, I, I decided, like, okay, here's the kind of guys I want to meet, and then there's me. Like, and I'm not the kind of girl these guys want to meet. Like, so, you know, then I started figuring out they're in the major league, so where does that put me? Oh, crap, I'm in the minor league. So I had to learn how to step up my game so that I could join the the major leagues. And so that's kind of how it started. It started as kind of like a funny joke among friends, and then it kind of caught on. And uh-huh. like, I wrote a book about this, and, you know, enough people tell you you should write a book, you start taking it seriously. And so now I'm kind of in the process of organizing all these different ideas. But, you know, there's 
my whole philosophy is know who your players are. And I called it, you know, the minor league, the major league, the all-star player, and the bench warmer. And contrary to popular belief, you actually want to end up the bench warmer. And how the players um, are organized, it's based on, um, you know, think of it like uh, adolescent dating in high school. Like when you first start dating, you're in the minor leagues because you don't know how to date. No one's ever taught you. You're still learning how to do it. And then you get into college after you've had a couple of girlfriends or boyfriends, and then you, you move up a league because now you, you, you know a little bit about the ropes, and it's kind of how it is. But the bench warmer, the bench warmer knows the game. They just don't play it. It's not because they suck at playing it. It's not, you know, it, they, they might be retired, but what I like about a bench warmer is that a bench warmer is going to get up and help their minor league friends raise up their standards or, or get, you know, uh, what is it called, step up their game. So that's the whole – I'm not super good at explaining it, so this is kind of an awesome opportunity for me to get more clear on the idea. So you got this, so you got your players. you got to know where you're at and what you need to do to – and it also helps you – with dating, like, knowing who you're up against. Like, if you're dating a womanizer, for example, or a player, like, know what you're getting into. Like, personally, I like dating players just because they're challenging in their own little way because everyone else is just too easy for me. I need I need a challenge, someone that stimulates me. And so I kind of like that. But I also know what I'm getting into at the same time. And I think that's important. A lot of people date certain types of people not really knowing what they're getting into. And then the prize. That's really important. Some women still don't have any clarity as to what kind of relationship it is they want, whether it's a long-term relationship, a marriage, casual, a one-night stand, a booty call. Like, know what it is that you're actually going after. And it could be a unique type of relationship because no two relationships are ever the same. But the more focused you are on what it is that you want, you know, keep your eye on the prize. That's going to help you weed, you know, filter out your team, supposedly, I guess you could say. And then there is the playbook. Everyone's got to have a strategy for winning, whether it's going on meetup and speed dating and matchmaking and playing fantasy dating game. And you got to have, you know, be pro- it's all about being proactive and kind of everyone's playbook is a little bit different and it's based on their own personalities what how how comfortable they are doing stuff it's it's unique to the individual i think but my uh but so you know the players the prize the playbook right and so mm-hmm. creating your own dating league building so i have a firm belief that i i think the reason there's so much heartbreak in america is because a lot of people lay all their eggs in one basket and especially women in particular we can't have, not a lot, not, there are very few of us can have sex the way men do. So when most women have sex with a man, they instantly expect that man to fulfill their, their emotional needs, their financial needs. And it's like one guy I dated straight up told me. He was dating a girl, like, you know, he maybe had sex with her maybe once or twice. And then, you know, next thing you know, he's getting a text message from her like, oh, my God, my car broke. She's like breaking down to him about personal stuff, and he goes, uh, I just had sex with you twice. Like, why are you bringing this on me? <laughs> it's too much for men. And so I think that you have to determine what your relationship needs are and find one person for each need. And basically you build your team of men having a, have a dating rotation. Rory Ray called it circular dating. I think Cindy Lou called it the four-man plan. Basically build a team of people because – if one man misbehaves, you put him on the bench and you bring in a sub. And 
until you <laughs> until you find someone I love that. that you really well. And my theory is that eventually, one of those guys you want to find your most valuable player. My theory is, I firmly believe this, is that eventually one man is going to step up to the plate and say, "Look." I want to meet all of your needs. Let's talk about how I can. You know, it's going to have an adult conversation about the relationship, about getting your needs met. I actually wrote about this. I, don't, I think it a long time ago. I'd have to find it somewhere. But what was interesting is I got an email or a Facebook message from a friend of mine who said he talked to his girlfriend about the article because it was kind of uh, racy, I guess, or a little unconventional. But he said, hey, thanks for writing that. Me and my girlfriend had a serious conversation about, how, about our relationship needs, and we discovered that we both fulfill all of these relationship needs for each other. And I think that's the whole point of, of dating and having fun is you're learning what your needs are and, and sharing that in an intimate way with other people. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, think, think. I think I'm done talking. <laughs> it's like a mouthful. I- I think that's amazing, and I think that um, that love ball is to fantasy dating um, as money ball was to, is to baseball. <laughs> Am I making no, any sense? I love it. No, you totally are. This guy that I'm dating, he actually, when I told him this book idea that I'm working on, because he actually like used to work in sports, he's like, you would like Moneyball. And so I watched Moneyball for the first time a couple weeks ago, and I really liked it. And I was like, wow, like, totally. (laughs) I can see why he, like, thought I would like that movie. Oh, Absolutely, it's it's amazing. But I mean, it. But it's. I mean, imagine. So you have. You know, you have your team. You have your players. You have your. If every fantasy dater did that, uh, they would be scoring. I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy points. But I mean, but that's the way it's supposed to be. It's uh, yes. You know, that's the whole idea behind it. The whole idea is that you know, dating is supposed to be a journey and a process of narrowing to person who's who's right for you but in the meanwhile have fun with it you know have your yeah and go out and date a lot of people and be a good sport about it and just enjoy and oh my god we have to incorporate these two things (laughs) yes that's why that's why i've been like keeping tabs on you for like the last couple years i'll like plus one you on google plus like have you noticed that (laughs) like we just we always keep in touch in some random way (laughs) yeah yeah well, yeah, or even like the mention in your in your um, how to take control of your love life article. Yes, you were, you said so, play for, you know fantasy dates, so I appreciate that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, so it's, awesome. they really are tied together. That's so interesting. I love love ball. So when so how far are you into the writing process? When can we expect the actual book? Probably, I'm trying to get it done before my birthday, which is in October, if not sooner, because it's still a work in process. Mm-hmm. It's like in the, I have I have a sample chapter, I have a book proposal, and I'm working with. Um, I'm trying to get something together for Motivational Press, which is a uh, publisher. They've approached me a couple times actually about publishing something, so I'm sending them a revised book proposal and a revised chapter. I actually had the sample chapter validated by a handful of men who all gave me great feedback and said that wow. this would be a really awesome book for women to read. And what's cool is I didn't right. expect men to be the proofreaders of this, but a lot of men like re- reacted very positively to it. That's great. Wow. I mean, that's, that's genius that's of you. A, that's amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about getting great feedback. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, for men too. I, well, sure, for men because they're the ones I, I, who I mean, you're they're the ones you want to target. You're, I mean, they're the ones that that you want uh, that ultimately will be targeted if women play this game. I mean, I guess anybody can play yeah. money ball. I mean, love ball, but yeah, but definitely. But it's step. I, I mean, I have found I, I started fantasy dating geared towards women because. I, I had found that women were complaining a lot more than men. There are there now there have been a lot of men who have signed up on fantasy dating, which I'm thrilled about. But um but it you know, it initially seemed to me that, that the women were the ones who were having more issues um, Yeah with the motivation and uh, you know, and the complaining. <laughs> yeah, I actually imagine I imagine this book to be read by both men and women because this is kind of a summation of, of my life's work, basically, of trying to bridge the communication gap between men and women. I mean, yeah. men, keep, think of it this way. Men are very simple creatures. They, they, they use short sentences, and, and they, you know, they yep. respond to text messages with two words, whereas women, we tend to write an essay in a text message practically. I'm still trying to work <laughs> on that myself. But it's like, okay, why can't we – my whole goal is to rip a page from a man's book. Let's try and, like, make this, yeah. comp, this relationship thing less complicated and break it down to its most simple, simplest elements. And to me, the most simplest elements of the game was the players, the prize, and the playbook. And once you can have a thorough understanding of those three key elements of the dating game, I think people are going to have a lot more fun and a lot more success and see a lot more results in their dating life. Woohoo! I love it. That's me too. Yes. Woo! I absolutely agree. Fantastic. I'm so excited. Well, Yay. let me know. You know let me oh know how, I, how I can help. Yeah, you know, let us know when, uh, when, you guys, when you have the release so we can share it with everyone for sure. Definitely, yeah. definitely. We will definitely share it. That's fantastic. Fantastic. All right. So, um, so where can people go to read your articles and follow you and all of that stuff? Where can they find you? They can find me on examiner.com. I have, actually have a URL that gets redirected to my column, datingexaminer.com, or they can find me at nikkipayne.com also, N-I-K-I-P-A-Y-N-E. Nikki with one K. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, this has been amazing, and um, thank you so much. Or is there anything else you want to add? Did we forget anything? No, I think that was all the stuff that I actually wanted to talk about, and I'm so glad that I was able to share it with you guys. And is this kind of a, a little, you know, I validated my book idea with the group of men who read my sample chapter, and it's really cool validating it here with Fantasy Dating and, and hearing your guys' reaction to it. So it's really exciting, and it tells me that I'm on the right path and on the right track. And it's oh, more yeah, motivating are. for me to get it done sooner. Definitely. Yeah. You are you're, definitely you're on, on the right course. track. Yeah. Yay, because it, of course. It, 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 it'll, it'll be great motivation for people and, and really just, it, you know, it, there's so much in fear and not knowing and not knowing how to do something and how to break it down and how to get, you know, from point A to point B and just even breaking it down into your, into your, um, uh, your players and and prize and playbook. Players, prize and playbook. I forgot prize. I don't know how I could forget the prize, but um, <laughs> but you know, even breaking it down into the simplest terms, I think that will be so helpful for everybody. And also to let yeah. them know, hey, 
You should have a team. You should be going out with multiple people. You should be trying to figure out what it is that you do and you don't want in a relationship. This isn't about you sitting on the couch and waiting for someone to, you know, arrive on your doorstep. <laughs> so. Yeah, and not only that, it helps you build your confidence and it makes you feel desired. And I think that's what most yeah. women are looking for. They just want to feel desired and appreciated. Absolutely. I know that that's, that's been hugely successful with fantasy dating. They'll just going out there and trying and dating and even just saying hi and smiling at somebody and getting a hi and a smile back for, for a shy person has really raises mm-hmm. confidence. Just like the little steps. So love ball, oh my gosh, you're gonna they're gonna be it's gonna be like badass chicks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I've gotten some like uh when I first came out with this idea, I would get literally text messages from some of my friends like, I don't know how you can rotate between five men. Can I do it with three? I'm like, honey, you can have as many people on your team as you can handle. <laughs> it's all at your discretion. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Well, good for you. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And um, thank you so much for having me. Thank oh, you, anytime. Nikki. You're amazing. Amazing. You guys yeah. are awesome too. Thank. You. Keep us posted. We'll be happy to share anything you're doing. <laughs> Definitely. And likewise, let's stay in touch and support each other. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Thank you. And we'll do some karaoke too. Oh, yeah, count me in. I'm in L.A. Count me in. Hit me an invite. I'm so down. We'll set that up. We'll set that up off the air. Totally, totally, totally. All right. Well, thanks so much. Have a great night. Thanks. You too. Bye. Thank you. Wow, that was cool. I mean, seriously, like, how awesome was she? She is so awesome. I mean, that's, that and just the concept, the concept of Genie. love ball. Yeah. So funny and I, something I, that. Like, where, where was, where were you guys when I was single? <laughs> oh my god! I don't. I, it's so funny that because she, you know she's been, she has been like kind of you know popping up every now and then. She like she'll pop up on Google Plus or she'll pop up on you know wherever. You know we followed each other on Twitter and Facebook for a while. And then recently, and we had talked about doing an article, I don't know, in the past, but then I don't remember what happened. But then um, but then recently I got a Google alert saying that uh, that she had mentioned fantasy dating in, in an article. And, um, and so I reached out and I was like, hey, you know, your article is awesome and thanks so much for mentioning us. And then I was like, Anne, you want to be on the radio show? Um, but I had no idea. We haven't, haven't actually had a conversation before, so I had no idea about Love Ball and how awesome it is and how it just totally ties into fantasy oh. dating. It's amazing. You guys should be teammates. <laughs> You're on the same yeah. team. <laughs> Seriously. It's it really, it's, it's, uh, it, I mean, if people played Love Ball while fantasy dating, they're the perfect, the perfect um, combination. Wow, that is nuts. Oh, good for her. Fantastic. I know. Amazing. I know. So uh, how are you doing over there, Amy? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Good, good. It's it's winding down, winding down. (laughs) Winding down, winding down. All right. Well, we can can definitely wind down. Um, 
Thank you so much for for being my awesome co-host. You were amazing. And uh, this was a very a very cool girls' night. Um, oh, I was supposed to it do something so for Rob. I was supposed to okay. do one. Do for Rob. I was supposed to do one World Wide Web, the way Rob does it. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for Rob. We do miss you very much, Rob. And um, and uh, yeah. So let's see. Next week. Uh, we are very excited. We're going to have uh, Tracy Hitz is going to join us next week. Tracy Hitz does a column for Chicago Now, and um, and she, ha- she so she has a marketing background and she has decided to market herself at, at, in dating. And she's gone on uh, 150 dates in the last I don't know few years, and uh, and she writes about them in this column. And so her column is called because it's oh, her last wow. hit. Yeah, since her her last name is Hits, the column is called Hits and Misses, and um, and it's all about you know the dates that she's been that she's gone on and 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 different scenarios under which she's approached guys and then you know it, it's just so funny. It's very funny. There's like very funny posts, then there's like romantic posts, and then there are posts where you're like, oh my god, that poor girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> Next week, it sounds like totally it's gonna be funny. a really really fun show. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a fun show. <laughs> so that'll be really great. And um yeah, so that's next week. So until then, your dare for this week is to tell someone about the three things that you're looking for in someone else in a partner and ask them, do you know anybody who fits that description? And see if you see what you find out. Dare to ask for a referral or dare to ask to be match made. Match made sounds so weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> I always call it, we'll call it connect. Just connect, period. <laughs> okay. Just connect, period. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. So, um, yes. So please do that dare. And then, uh, and then call us next week and let us know how it went. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Nikki Payne. And please go to datingexaminer.com and check out her, her awesome articles. And, uh, and also thank you so much to Amy, the dating coach. You can find her at Amy. You're welcome. You can find her at Amy, the dating coach.com. And um, thanks so much for an awesome, an awesome girls' night. I really appreciate it. So we did. It was really fun. So good night to everyone in the audience. Thank you so much. Please join us again next week, same time, same place on Fantasy Dating Radio. And that's it. Peace out.